Hello! Welcome to Cheese the Day, the official cheese cast of the North Coast Co-op. Brought to you by... Not Easy Cheese. <laughs> My name is Veronica. I'm the cheese department head at the Arcata Co-op. And I'm here with my fellow cheese nerd. I'm Thomas. I'm the cheese department head at the Eureka location. We're talking about uh, frequently asked questions. Or, more accurately, questions that have been put to us by our producer. Uh, We are familiar with some of them. Alex has some uh, good questions. Alex has some questions for us. Hello. (laughs) I'm Alex. Welcome back, Alex. Alex. (laughs) It's great to be back. It's been a while. Excellent. Cool, yeah, so these questions, these are just, when working at the co-op and you're just walking by the cheese room, you got to be careful because it's kind of, has a gravitational pull in there. And yeah. If you're not careful, you're in there for what may be hours just talking about cheese. So in those ta- in those times where I'm just trapped in this cheese, in the cheese void, we talk about all our cheese stuff. And I get, I, as I'm walking away, I start thinking about a lot of cheese questions. So I just, I have written them down. And now I'll ask them forever. We've had a couple of different frequently asked question episodes. I think we've had three so far. Yeah. So this will, with those in mind, these questions are what I think some people may be interested in knowing. So I was nodding vigorously throughout the entire description of the cheese room as a as having its gravitational pull. I love that. Right, we have some like missing people, and they're like, "Oh, check check the cheese room." <laughs> <laughs> but Thomas is working the whole time; he's just handing out nibbles of cheese. Wow! Well, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, another yeah. reason to we can to talk about the cheese, the cheese room. All are welcome in the nibbles cheese room. Of cheese. All right. So, first question. Here we go. All right. What are some rare cheeses? Oh boy, there. <laughs> I kind of fell down a rabbit hole when I was looking for some uh, rare cheese topics or interesting cheeses. And I've had various odd questions over the years. Sometimes, sometimes customers are just, I don't know if they're, they're being cheeky or or they're like, Oh, is there ever cheese made from, I don't know, pigs or. Yeah. (laughs) And, and when you look online to find out about those things, you might be surprised. Um, But there are some odd odd uh, cheeses out there and one of these cheeses is actually rated as like the world's most dangerous cheese dangerous cheese (laughs) extreme cheese extreme cheese (laughs) yeah some some strange things and other other i have no idea what you're about to say and i'm really excited (laughs) for it is it dangerous to obtain or dangerous to eat it is illegal in the united states oh okay oh maybe i should just talk about that one first to spare you from your your uh, anxiety about it um yeah please it's from italy it's from sardinia okay italy and it's called queso marzu yeah and some some listeners might already be aware of this i think it's probably been in the news a couple times here and there but it is uh <laughs> it's only enjoyed by a select population because it's served with live maggots and I'm not kidding. This is a real thing. <laughs> so it's not made with them in it. It's just they have the cheese and then they serve it. They The, the with- cheese is made and the flies are encouraged to lay their eggs on uh-huh. it. And then the maggots start eating the cheese. 
and, and like breaking it down. Um, this is done on purpose, traditionally. It's a pecorino cheese. Okay. And it's left to rot and attract flies. Have you ever had it? No. <laughs> it's illegal in the U.S. I'm 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 a pretty uh, food adventurous person, but I think I'd probably draw the line at live maggots. I. I think it must have been in a food show or documentary recently because I've been asked more this year by friends and family who know I do cheese. I think one of those, one of the celebrity chefs did a, probably did, like there was like a little segment where he tasted it. Where he traveled mm. to Sardinia. And yeah, like, yeah. Do you eat the maggots? Yes. The maggots are included. Let's see. Let's see. Free with of charge. This dis- <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, the transformation. So when the flies, the flies lay eggs on this pecorino that's left Lovely. to sit out, which is a sheep's milk cheese. Excellent. And they they hatch, and then that's when the the eggs hatch, and there's maggots in there crawling around in this cheese. That's when it then becomes kesu marzu. All right, so it's not ready until they hatch. So you can like you're just it waiting. Must have wiggling maggots. In it. Must have. <laughs> Maggots currently wiggling, uh, and the, it's it's then consumed with relish or perhaps trepidation, which I definitely would. <laughs> oh, when you said with relish, I was like with pickle relish. Yeah, no, 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 that's no, no. no. With with anticipation and excitement. Yes. Um, and it has an aftertaste that lasts for hours. Ooh. Oh my! Oh hours! Oh, Gordon Ramsay was a chef. Uh, ah, called naturally. it the most dangerous cheese in the world. The because most dangerous. Apparently. If you let it sit too long and the maggots die, then it uh, starts to become toxic, and oh, then yeah. it could make you really sick. That makes sense. I was wondering where the dangerous part was coming in, because yeah, as gross as it is, maggots. I mean, people eat grubs and stuff, yeah. and primates. Yeah, all primates eat that type of stuff. This yeah. sounds like a medieval experiment in spontaneous generation. <laughs> this is, yeah, yeah, but. I would try it. I think. Thomas, do you have a? Do you have a? a I'd be hard a cheese. Do I have a cheese? Yeah, a strange cheese. A rare cheese. A rare I've cheese. always wanted to try reindeer milk cheese. It reindeer produce so little milk, and you need such a large quantity of reindeer that I I it used to be commercially available in Finland, but it was wildly expensive, like hundreds of euros a kilo. Uh and I hear now the only way to get it is to know, basically have a grandmother who herds reindeer. Like, it's it's very hard to get. All right, so not, not you, sold you in stores. You can still get Not sold in pilgrimage. stores. Pilgrimage. You have to yeah. take a pilgrimage. And then get to know some locals. Get to, Yeah, exactly. Or, like, know, know the right people. Right. Maybe there's some kind of trade. That's interesting that you say that. It's just very little milk. That they're taking from yeah young reindeer and then the young reindeer need the milk so you can't you can't take all the milk from what I understand so you just have to collect it up yeah you have to you have to siphon off you have to steal tiny portions of milk <laughs> from baby reindeer which takes a certain kind of skill I imagine to not steal yeah. too much yeah but I I've always wanted to try it this sounds like not really time economical. Or volume economically. Oh, to not at try all. To, not at all. Which is similar to pig milk. Cheese has been made from pig milk. Wow. 
Yeah. Does that it, is a while. It in and it's I guess there's for a while oh where is it? Um there were, for expense wise, the most expensive cheese was like a cheese made from donkey milk called pool. That's interesting. P-U-L-E. Oh yeah, yeah. Expensive. It was from Eastern Europe or Serbia. Serbia. Which I guess that reminds me, is that the maggot cheese, is that like an expensive thing or is that like you can just get it if you go to this area and it's just I, like their local food? I think you probably never find it in a store. I think you have to like know some farmers that make pecorino and mm. every now and then there's oh, a celebration. Like a and they... It's like a DIY cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Farmstead. I feel like we spent so long on this question. Right. Which actually that's a good segue to my next question. Ooh. Talking about DIY cheese, can I make cheese at home? One hundred percent. Yes, you can. Is it difficult? Is it difficult? Mm, depends a- on the cheese. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, so, so it just depends. Well, so I guess you know, run us through some. Uh, what's like the the easiest thing someone can make at home? Mozzarella or ricotta? Yeah. Okay. Probably some mozzarella of the is easy. Ricotta. Any any like fresh cheese? Just like there's. Yeah, if you have yeah like a fresh farmer's goats cheese, goat's, goat's milk, you could make chef pretty easily. Do you need any like special equipment? What do you what, what kind of things Pops, would you need? Pans, thermometers, a clean environment. A clean environment. That's non- a big one. Non ultra pasteurized milk. Yeah. Okay, so you don't need like a special like fridge or like a special. If you're gonna age the cheese, you'll want an aging environment that you can control the temperature and the humidity. Okay. Of. Mm-hmm. But if it's a fresh cheese that you're eating, I mean, you you could. Go home tonight with a gallon of high-quality milk and some citric acid to coagulate it and have something to strain it with. And I have no idea what that cheese would be called, but if you made that cheese fresh and put some salt on it and then put that cheese in a salad, it would be dope. And I have done that and eaten it and been very happy. You're like like half an hour away from cheese at any minute. About half an hour is how long it took me. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't take that long. Oh, okay. Paneer is a really easy cheese to make. And I keep recipes on hand for customers that ask, oh, do you have paneer? And I'm like, oh, yeah, we do have blocks of it here, but you Ooh, make it, yeah, and it's really good. easy to make. Yeah. I think it's best if you make it yourself. And yeah. all you need is, like, milk and lemon juice and There's some There's something salt. really nice about fresh, warm cheese that's still warm from the pot. And it's the like, joy of eating cheese that you made. Yeah. Right. You could just make fresh cheese curds and use them however you wanted. Yep. All right. So next, next question. We're powering through. We're powering through these. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> this might be a little bit controversial. Uh oh. What's your least favorite kind of cheese? Oh. Hmm. Uh, Don't say American slices. Don't say. American. <laughs> 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 no, no. I. This is going to be a little controversial. I'm going to out myself. I don't really care for the flavor of blue molds. Blue cheeses. I love how salty they are. Oh. But breaking my heart i'm not necessarily that big oh you know you know what it is my least favorite one that i've tasted is a, a washed rind cheese that i had at veronica's house oh is it schloss it's schloss <laughs> yeah which schloss it's Take it away. it's a washed rind <laughs> cheese from uh marin french cheese company and schloss means castle so it means mm. castle cheese it's Castle just, cheese. It's really stinky. It's it's, it's just cow's milk cheese. Quite but stinky. Stinky seems, enough that I felt like I had yeah. an evolutionarily 
driven reaction to it. Like, <laughs> like I, I could not control. It was just reflexively my body was like, no, wow. no, do not put that in your body anymore. <laughs> but it's a nice cheese made by a great company. So I assume that the people that love it don't have whatever gene that I have that rejected yeah. it. I do love the really stinky strong Yeah. Thanks. Oh, okay. So I guess it's my turn. What's your least favorite cheese? Oh, um, hmm. Be vulnerable. Be honest. Oh, <laughs> I know there's, we, we don't even carry this cheese right now because I don't seem to be able to get it anywhere. The blueberry Stilton. Oh. Blueberry Wensleydale. Bleh. I don't like white Stilton. Me neither, really. White Stilton is just not for me. It is, no. I don't, I don't hate eating it. And I feel bad because there's a lot of fans of that cheese. I'm like, yeah. oh, I love that cheese. Do you have the blueberry cheese? Or you know, in the fall, sometimes we'd have uh, cranberry, Wensleydale. Just not a fan. I don't like white Stilton. I think it, the texture is not super agreeable. It's a yeah. little bit grainy. And then the taste, I don't know, the taste is like sweet bile <laughs> to me. It just doesn't. What kind of cheese is it? I've never heard of that. So is it like a... Stilton is an English cheese. Right. That's, but I the feel white, like it's its own category. White Stilton, I don't even think qualifies. They call it white Stilton. But I don't know why. It doesn't have any blue in it. And it, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll have to dig more into exactly what Traditional Stilton Traditional Stilton, the blue cheese. Right. I don't actually know why they call it white Stilton. Could it be what regular Stilton would turn into if you didn't inoculate it with blue mold? Maybe. And put blueberries in it for some reason. Maybe. Yeah. But I don't know. I, that's just a guess. I, no. I hope that that's how it works. I'm sure that's an unpopular opinion with, with some listeners, but I'm not a fan. If you love Stilton, I apologize. Well, I love real regular Stilton, not the white Stilton. Oh, I see. I've already outed myself as not caring for blue cheese. I guess that's okay then. Roquefort, though. That's my jam for some reason. Don't know why. Oh, hey. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. Because it's right. sheep's milk. That cancels it out. <laughs> We're going to uh, take a break and uh, come back and talk more about some of Alex's mystery questions. Mystery questions. Cheese the Day is the official cheese cast of the North Coast Co-op, your local, member-owned, and organic certified grocery store, where everyone is welcome. Hi, Tom is here. You've been listening to our podcast for a while now, and maybe you're ready to take this commitment to the next level. Maybe you're ready to sign up for our cheese email list. Here's why I think you should. First of all, and this is like really kind of the best reason, when you sign up, we're going to give you a 50% off coupon for Cypress Grove Chev. Not like a little disc of it, the whole log, like a whole log of Cypress Grove Chev for 50% off. You can take it home and put Chev on like all kinds of things. It's great. Second of all, we're not going to spam your email address or sell your information. All we're going to do is every time we release an episode, we're going to send you a little email. It'll have a coupon in there. Maybe it'll have a little article in there about uh, something related to the episode or a fun topic. Cheese-related news, essentially. And you're already here listening to a dedicated cheese podcast put out by a local grocery co-op so like we think you're the right audience for our cheese email list because it's a cheese email list put out by us sign up 
northcoast.coop slash cheese. Tell your friends. And we're back. And we're back. Okay, Alex. All right. Shoot. All right. Lightning Speed round. Or lightning round. All right. What are some underappreciated cheeses that you carry that, you know, maybe not a lot of people know about, but you have it because it's probably, po- you know, popular yeah. enough to have, but. Appenzeller. Ooh, that's a good one. Mine is Latour. It's amazing. Uh, right now, I can only carry it seasonally because the demand doesn't go all the way through the year. But I wish it did because it's not a seasonal cheese. It's an amazing cheese all the time. I did not know that, and now it makes me want to buy it more because, yeah, Latour, we eat the whole. It, it's not. It's not the cheapest cheese, but we go through it. Yeah, it's in not the one che- sitting. I think it's, that's why it's, it's seasonal, so is because so it's easy to spend and more. Silky and yeah, it's wonderful. It's what is it? It's like three. It's like cow, cow sheep, and goat. Cow, sheep, and goat. Yeah, yeah. it's. It's wonderful. It's, it's good. All it's right, perfect. next question. Uh, what are we well, kind of already touched upon this? But what are some strange cheese ingredients? We already talked about maggots. I have. I find truffles. <laughs> I find truffles to be a weird ingredient to put in cheese. Even, really? Even though it's good, I just think it's oh. weird. I think it's weird. But oh. it is. Sometimes I do take a step back and think, huh? Humans just dig this out of the ground and then put it on cheese. Oh, I love. But truffles. it is good. It is good. Yeah. Truffle brie. It's good too. delicious. Yeah. Uh, Germany makes cheese called Milbenkäs. Oh. And they, they <laughs> purposely introduce mites, dust mites, for several months. And uh, the mites excrete an enzyme oh. that ripens the cheese and turns it progressively yellow, red-brown, and then black. At which point it's eaten. Mites and all. I've heard that if you go to that town in Germany, you can get that cheese for free just because they want to watch you eat it. Yeah. Apparently it's bitter and zesty. Do they enjoy it? Or is it like, <laughs> we just make this, we don't like it either, and we, and we just want people to eat it? I think, I think yeah. it has many fans locally. Oh, there's, yeah. If you'd like to try the cheese with some mites, there's a mite-shaped memorial in Wurchwitz. Wurchwitz in oh, Germany. God. Wow. And there's a hollow in the base of the the mite-shaped memorial statue and they leave samples of the cheese for passers-by to try. Right. Because of course they do. Right. <laughs> Every step of that like description was just getting like yeah, more horrifying. Worse worse. More horrifying as it went. All right. All right. Well then let's let's cleanse our minds from that. Okay. All right. I guess my, this is my last question. What's the next step for cheese in terms of cheese innovation? And like, uh, is cheese, are we at the pinnacle of like cheese technology and like cheese, well, like cheese culture? No. No. On this podcast, I said once that like, no, off and off, that's done by hand. You can't get a robot to do that. And immediately Veronica was like, actually, they have robots for that now. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't think so. I think, I think we will see much innovation. Do we, are there any like cheeses that are like recently invented cheeses? I think one of the recent episodes you mentioned like cheese in a can that will ferment on its own. Oh, God, that that, we were bold. talking about that off air. Oh, oh well, maybe you could talk a little bit about that because yeah, that, was, yeah. that blew I have my mind. not tried Cougar Gold yet, but I have tried Cougar Gold. It's really good. It's made yeah. by Washington State University, I believe. There's a dairy attached to like some agricultural program they have there. 
As recent as the 20th century? As recent as the 20th century, yeah. I think they started developing it for World War II, but they were late. They didn't finish it in time for the war, but that's when they started working on it. Uh, it is an aged cheddar made with a, I believe, a cheese culture that they invented and bred themselves. This cheese culture can survive canning and age a cheddar to perfection inside a can without the can getting puffy or exploding. It is That's crazy, remarkable. It's, and it's like a feat of biology. A crumbly, a crumbly, delicious, sharp cheddar. It's crumbly. It's delicious. It's sharp. They make several other cheeses there. Cougar Gold is just the one I've had. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, they make a sort of sweeter cheddar. Mm. Um, I think Cougar Gold really might be the most famous one. Yeah, I think that's their flagship cheese. Yeah. Named after, I think it's named after the Cougars. Their mascot. Yeah. I th- their power mascot animal. Their power mascot animal. Additional, uh, aside from Cougar Gold, I do want to say one last thing. Uh, there are currently food science journals in the world. And every once in a while I get curious and I look at them. Current research is being done into exactly how flavors develop in cheese. So that I think that is the current cutting edge. It's like, okay, we know how some of this stuff works, but like so much of the it mites is, that excrete the enzyme, how exactly does that process work? Because so, I think so it? much of current cheese science is just made by pure accident, like happy yeah. accident, delicious There's thousands of years of cheese tradition, and I feel like it's only in the 20th century, really, that scientists have started to really look at it. Why does this end up tasting like that and doing this and turning that color? (laughs) Would, like, vegan cheese, would that count as, like, an innovation? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Vegan cheese alternatives used to be just terrible, and now they're pretty good. They're getting they're getting better and better, and there's more and more available. Yeah, I definitely see a day where vegan cheese is indistinguishable from real cheese. What? No. And they will have a taste test. I thought test. that. I no. thought that with meat, Ugh. and now people have fed me meat, and it's not it's not all vegan meat products. But every once in a while, there's one I'm like, oh, I swear this is a chicken strip. This is amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, can't it's, replace it's cheese for me. The question is, will that vegan cheese have terroir? Oh. Uh. I, think it's, I, think, I think that might be the, the conversation we're having in 10, 20, 30 years. You can taste the minerals in the soil where the almond trees were yeah, growing. or the mushrooms or whatever. <laughs> or what, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's I kind can, of upsetting I can really for me. taste the, the cave must from the mushroom cave. Hmm. Quick last, quick last question. I heard they age some cheese in, like, bear caves. What kind of cheese is that? Uh, I know exactly what you're thinking of. We had a conversation about Bear Hill Creamery that has a cave-age cheese. But oh, they're bears, like, the bears. There? They're not currently bears <laughs> oh, okay, in the cave. No. Although I'm sure some of these caves, these ancient caves, I'm sure there were bear, cave bears in them at right. some point. Because the caves have been around for millennia. Oh, so it's not like but a bear the, cave. The, it's just the, that's their name. It's just but the, yeah. Okay, so the there's term no cohabitating bears cave in the aged. Cave. We're we're all thinking like like a naturally formed cave, but when they talk about cheese caves, it's it's a purpose built structure. Oh, okay. Very that, often, yes. That like that will then 
There are some Create. cheeses that are made in caves. Bear Hill was one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, Shaft's blue cheese is a cheese we have that's aged in an old mine, mine shaft. shaft. Yeah. Uh, uh, Roquefort limestone yeah. cave aged in France. So there, there are some specific caves that just naturally maintain the correct environment for making the perfect but cheese. But then they, they, I think most cave aged cheese is aged in purpose built caves. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Now I want to look more into that. And in a cheese aging area, because of that ancient association with caves, with any climate controlled cheese area, I think you would just call it a cheese cave. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're fancy enough and you like convert your refrigerator into cheese storage, you can be like, oh, this is my cheese cave. And it's just <laughs> an old refrigerator <laughs> with like a hygrometer and as a, few a cheesemonger, other do you ever like welcome people over and be like, this is my cheese cave? I probably would introduce. The two and one, one and a half, two shelves in my fridge to Thomas yeah. when he comes over and said, "This is my cheese cave." I, the room that I do all my cheese work here at the co-op, I call that my cheese cave. Right. That is an erroneous description. It's it's not climate controlled beyond cooling, but <laughs> yeah, I call it that because. <laughs> I wish I had a cheese cave. To there work are no in. windows, and it feels like a cheese cave. It does the high gravitational pull. Yeah. Many people get lost in that cave. All right. I think we're out of time. That concludes today's episode. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. If you're interested in any of the cheeses we mentioned here, or if you have any burning questions, if you have your own questions, please, please come talk to us. Yeah, we want to hear your, yeah. your questions, we, crazy or not. You can come find Veronica at 811 I Street in Arcata. Or you can come find me, Thomas, at 25 4th Street in Eureka. Uh, please follow the North Coast Co-op on Facebook and Instagram. Visit us at northcoast.coop. That's C-O-O-P. If you want more cheese content and you'd like to subscribe to our cheese email list, please do so. The cheese email list is really cool. I will say right out the gate, you will get coupons. They will be for cheese, and they will be for awesome cheeses. We love giving coupons to our cheese email subscribers because we know you're the people that love cheese. Uh, we're, we would very much like you to sign up because we can do some really cool things. I would love to someday have a cheese email list exclusive cheese tasting back, you know, soon when we can do those again. Alrighty. Alrighty. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye-bye.